Yo, this is Sam Yunin. I'm the host of My Summer Lair. And uh, this is the interview I had uh, with Professor Cornel West, which unfortunately was really short. It was an assembly line of journalists, which is frustrating since the topics he discusses can't be deftly distilled into a few minutes. Can you sum up hope in two minutes or detail the tension between heresy and hypocrisy with a ticking clock? Still, look, I was grateful for the time we did have. I opened the interview discussing his recent book, The Radical King, which restores Martin Luther King. History is a sandpaper that smooths out the raw and rough edges of complex personality. This puts MLK back in your face. There's a solid Simpsons line I often go back to. It's Homer Simpson who's getting instructions from a director who tells him, I don't know what you're in, but it's not my face. Yes. I also close this interview with a Bible verse, Luke 19.40. I tell you, he replied, this is Jesus speaking. I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. This was Jesus' response to the establishment who demanded his disciples shut up. It's not common practice for me to close interviews on Bible verses, but it's telling that when I did ask this question, Brother West's eyebrows went up. I think that's kind of fresh. Anyways, here's my interview with Professor Cornel West. Beaming from Pacific Junction Hotel to Earth. Girth. We're ready to roll. In Solve America, right? Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> funny. So I want to talk about The Radical King, yes. uh, your book from a couple of years ago. And um, it was kind of like an attempt to kind of restore an unvarnished Martin Luther King. You know what I mean? Get the, the raw and the real MLK Absolutely. back in business. That's right. So from MLK's days in the 60s to like Trump today, how have you kind of seen this evolution of like speaking truth to power? Well, in King's day, you had not just King himself, you had Malcolm X, you had Ella Baker, you had Fannie Lou Hamer, Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel, Tom Hayden, Angela Davis. There's a whole wave, Huey Newton, you had a whole wave of persons who looked at the American empire through the lens of the vulnerable, working people, poor people, indigenous people, peoples of color. These days, in the age of Obama, it's a very different moment. Things are so commodified. Uh, things are highly militarized. And it's much more difficult to sustain truth-telling uh, than it was in those days. Now, of course, the costs were very high. In those days, you either got incarcerated, <laughs> or you got deported, or you got in- incorporated and co-opted. These days, co-optation is much more widespread, so it's much more difficult to follow the legacy of a Martin King or a Malcolm X. But you see, with Movement for Black Lives, you've got an awakening taking place. You've got a marvelous new militancy that's emerging, and it's connecting with struggles in the, in the American empire, given ecological catastrophe, given, the, of course, Wall Street-dominated government and so on. You've got connections with peasants in Latin America, with Palestinians under Israeli occupation. There's a number of connections that the young people are making that have to do with looking at not just American society, but the American empire. Martin Luther King Jr. died trying to make the connection between organizing poor people in the American empire and being critical of American imperial policies in Vietnam. Isn't that the two sides of the coin, though? Is like heresy is on one side and hypocrisy is on the other? Because... I'm comfortable with heresy because that's how you what you're talking about. Those right. are those mustard seeds you're talking about. Those little bits of revolution and those that's things kind of right. coming up. But uh, hypocrisy—that's a more frightening thing to me. But a lot of people 
fear heresy much more than hypocrisy. No, I, th- I think you're right about that. But we've got to keep track of both. We've got to keep track of both because what we're really looking for is a moral consistency that's tied to political courage that keeps track of both structures of domination. Like a fortitude. Well, that's right. That's right. And fortitude understood as courage and greatness of, of character, the fusion of those two. You're absolutely right. You're talking about the criticism of when you speak the truth to power then. Is it more difficult these days, I guess, with social media and just having these attacks coming at you all different places? Or is it like, can you still remain undaunted and have the courage to continue to speak in truth? I think the major difference is, is that in the 60s, you could speak truth to power against the backdrop of strong social movements. We don't have strong social movements. We have early stages, maybe, of movements, of like Movement for Black Lives. The mustard seeds again. The mustard seeds again, but they're much more weak and feeble than they were in the 60s. So that those who want to speak truth end up being isolated voices in the wilderness rather than waves in an ocean. (laughs) So if the people are kind of hungry then, like, how do you develop a taste for... Uh, justice for community in a pl- in a McDonald's microwave appetite. Ooh, you know what I mean? Brother, that's a $64,000 question. <laughs> I'm telling you, how do you forge any sense of community in a market-driven society that tries to uh, highlight individualism, hedonism, narcissism, and, and so forth? And it can be done, but it's so much more difficult than it was in the 60s. And also a kind of spiritual... Um, fortitude that allows you to be a long distance runner rather than a sprinter because you have to look at the long term perspective even given the ecological catastrophe that currently confronts us yeah last question mm-hmm. uh, thank you for your time brother no, Wes thank I you. appreciate thank this thank you my brother are there, in America are the rocks crying out the rocks been crying out for a long time indeed but with, with Donald Trump now you know you've got not just the right wing populism but you got a neo-fascism in the making and so uh, you need strong what I would call all season love warriors all season justice warriors not sunshine soldiers who just show up in when the sun is out and and I think that's what people especially young people are hungry for and young folk are really signs of hope in the American empire, they really are, because they're uh, experiencing an awakening across the board on ecological issues, racism, sexism, homophobia, uh, critiques of Wall Street, critiques of capitalism, and most importantly, critiques of empire. Thank you, brother. Yeah, thanks so much, though, brother. Appreciate it. Appreciate Keep it. doing the ruckus. <laughs> no, I 